You are listening to the Musician Today weekly podcast with Vera Bermenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. special guest a musician today is not only a fantastic musician but also an amazing entrepreneur and business owner over the years he has built an outstanding brand and I guarantee you have been loving his videos and laughing at his music memes for more than you'd like to admit my personal favorite is from banana and we're also celebrating our two months anniversary since we started the podcast so today's episode 11 is just a perfect occasion to celebrate and show you some of the highlights of the whole purpose of the show today's guest is one of the most amazing trombonists out there that you can find and i cannot wait to tell you all about his achievements so based in los angeles uh, he's a music producer songwriter um, player, performer, DJ, educator, filmmaker, and an acclaimed trombonist. He has performed privately in front of celebrities, including Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Sorsese, Sean Penn, Charlize Theron, Robert Pattinson, Zac Efron, Bill Mayer, and Ryan Seacrest, to name a few. <laughs> His videos of originally produced content have received tens of millions of views, and I'm sure, guys, you've seen some of them. His original content has been shared and featured by some of the world's most influential media sources and people. Featured on ABC, Fox, BuzzFeed, Seacrest, Tosh Zero, Mashable, Yahoo, MSN, and many more. As a teenager, while playing his own and his own group, um, Jazz Club in Cleveland, he was approached by Duke Ellington's nephew, Ron Ellington. Um, shy of the drifters and coasters fame immediately after he began working with Ellington Shy and his musical arrangements also as a teenager our guest played in a jazz legend um, Chico Hamilton's band for the Tri-C Jazz Festival and he was a member of the Glenn Miller Orchestra and toured the world with them afterwards he played trombone for Bon Jovi, keyboardist David Bryan, and his Tony Award-winning 2010 Best Musical, Memphis. Ten-time Grammy-winning trumpeter Arturo Sandoval recognized the talent and together they created a series of online videos that instantly became a hit all around the world by millions of people. Legendary comedian Sinbad often has interviewed our guests to perform with him on stage where together they fuse music and comedy in a truly original way. He has also served as a trombonist in the Queen of Soul Aretha Franklin, uh, I'm sorry, Aretha Franklin's band and performed together with Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane. Woohoo! I want to hear all about that today. <laughs> Frankie Valley and also in Noel Gallagher of Oasis Band. So, after graduating from Berklee College of Music on scholarship, um, he studied with some of the uh, finest trombonists alive, such as legendary Phil Wilson. Phil was so impressed with our guest's performance that he was doing. Um, that he was doing at the time, and that five years later, uh, upon graduation, Phil flew to Los Angeles to film a video series with him. Amazing. So, Paul, <laughs> I already gave away your name, I'm sorry. <laughs> to this day, was the biggest, it was the biggest honor of his life. And Phil Wilson, 
um, video series was a huge success and sparked an idea with Paul to do similar videos with other living legends. So I wanted to surprise you guys, but I think you already know who this is that we have today. It's Paul the Trombonist, Paul Nowell, who has created the amazing brand and super fun videos online that you have all been enjoying so far. And to this day, um, they have created the largest educational video library about the trombone in existence. Wow. So <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I'm out of breath, but I'm going to keep going. So his debut album, Journey to the World, has received critical acclaim for its original originality of fusing acoustic trombone with the electric world. And its first week, it charted on Amazon's best-selling list at number 26 for jazz sales and 30, number 34 in the electronic music category. Amazing. So Paul's live show is an extension of what is heard on Journey to the World, incorporating trombone and technology in a way never heard before. From jazz, pop, hip-hop, and dance music, Paul uses looping technology, keyboards, and trombone improvisation that will take you to another world, hence the title. Paul is a member of the Recording Academy, where each year he is a voting member for the annual Grammy Awards. Wow. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, Paul, the trombonist. How are you doing today? Nah, thank you so much for that nice intro. Wow. <laughs> My pleasure. Whoa, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's quite the achievement. So, well, my personal favorite is the fact that you played with Seth MacFarlane. So, what can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, Seth is a musician. He told me that before he went the route of an animator, that that was actually something that he would be interested in being as a musician, a professional musician. So, he's got nice. a lot of chops. Like he's a good piano player. Oh, yeah. Great voice, amazing voice. And he actually told me that he was uh, experimenting with the trombone early on. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. well, I'm so glad to hear that. So I always imagined he'd be like a chill person to play with. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, you guys, before we go on any further, find, uh, find Paul the Trombonist on his website at paulthetrombonist.com on Facebook forward slash Paul the Trombonist. Paul, no, wait, full Paul the Trombonist fans. That's the fan page. Instagram, forward slash Paul the Trombonist. YouTube, again, look him up as Paul the Trombonist. You can't miss it. Twitter, just Trombonist. All right. I hope I got it right. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, um, Paul, I heard that you also have a program where you teach uh, other artists on how to build their brand and build their social media. Um, what can you tell us about it? Like, what can we possibly expect to find once we sign up with the yeah, program? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. So mm -hmm. I was putting up content for about a decade online and I was constantly putting up video after video and I never really knew how to monetize this passion of mine. I just always thought, you know, if I got followers, I would somehow be in a financial situation where everything would all come together. And if I had a viral video, everything would come together. Yeah. You know, I had some viral videos. I had some stuff go pretty viral on every platform, but financially, I wasn't really in a spot. And uh, even though I had a little scholarship to Berkeley, yeah. I was in a massive student loan debt, and it was just snowballing with the interest, and I just felt like I never could get ahead. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening was I had an album that you talked about, Journey to the World, and yeah. initially I sold it, but what... I ended up doing after about it being out for a year, I just gave it out to people and I just said, okay, here, you can have this out. And I didn't think much of it at the time, but 
In order for them to get it, I needed to know where to send it. So I collected all these email addresses, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't really think much about it at the time. But then you fast forward to a year later, and then I out with my very first ebook. It was a book about how to get good at the trombone, right? So I yeah. did my very first ebook, and I sent one email, right? I sent one email, and that email generated six thousand dollars. Wow! So then, yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. That's amazing. So then I started to understand that in order to get ahead as a creative person, you have to own your distribution. So if you think about it. We've been at the mercy of record labels. We've been at the mercy of publishers. We've been at the mercy of institutions, of retailers to get our message out to the world. Yeah. You know, because they are in charge of who they want to work with, who they want to hire to, to teach and educate people, and they're mm -hmm. basically in control. So we have to somehow get to that world and have them trust us to, to give it, to let us have that opportunity. But there's a way to bypass it. Mm -hmm. The way to bypass it is to open your distribution. And then social media came about and we, you know, thought we could own our distribution there and that's where I was focusing on. But the problem with that is we're at the mercy of the algorithm. Yep. And then the social networks are like, oh, only a little bit of percentage we're gonna allow to see your message unless you pay for paid advertising. Yep. So less than ten percent of every social network even sees your post and that's it's it's a good post. Mm -hmm. So the way we change this is we get people on our newsletter and on our email list and then our message can go directly to our people and the bigger your email list the bigger your income is honestly yes. so like each person on your email list is a worth about a dollar a month it's crazy but it's true yeah, that's you true. do it right mm -hmm. absolutely i can relate to all of that i'm actually in the stages where i'm building my mailing list but i'm happy to say we're at 2000 subscribers in my email yay <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. all right that's amazing so basically when someone signs up with your class they can expect to learn more about these things and then take sort of a further step if they want to be coached by you yeah the first class is completely free so you just go to paulthetrobonus.com and you yeah. can take the first class and then if you want to work more closely with me i have an offer for that but i I coach, you know, creative people on how to build their social followers, mm -hmm. how to massively grow them and how to build their email list and then how to create offers to these audiences and how to basically construct a business plan for what your brand is yes. and how to monetize it and get you on the path to becoming profitable by owning your own profitable online business, doing something you love to do. Absolutely. Which in your case is playing the trombone. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, while we're on the topic, I would like to play a recording that um, I wouldn't say I discovered you through it, but it was a super fun video that just keeps playing in my head over and over again. <laughs> it's really short. So here you go, guys. Here's Trump Banana. Trump Banana. Hello. This trombone. Move the slide. Watch it go. Hello. My banana put together. Trump Banana. Trombonana 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 Put together Trombonana 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 
<laughs> you know what? As I was listening to it today, it sounds even more funny when you're not watching the video. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So um, stuff like this that I really love about your brand that it just it captures your attention, right? So I feel like I read once, I think it was the brand man on YouTube that who said that it's good if you become a meme of what you do, but make sure that meme alone is not something that limits what you do, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, what, what do you have to say about that? Like, it's great to have something like this go viral, but then people go like, oh, he's just making funny videos. It's like, oh, I'm just looking for another next funny video, or do you have some more to share and stuff like that? So what would you say about branding element of things? Yeah, you need to stand out. So like that's part of the reason I branded myself as Paul the Trombonist is yeah. because that's different. And you know, to be completely honest, I was in well, I was a youngster and I saw an interview with Carrot Top, you know the comedian? Yeah, yeah. And he said the reason that he was where he is in his career <laughs> is because his name's Carrot Top and everyone would see it on the bill for comedians and they said, Who's this Carrot Top? Yep. And that really took him to the top. So that's something that stuck with me when I was such a, a, a youngster. was like, okay, well, I'm going to brand myself as something different other than my actual real name. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's worked out. So, And that's then amazing. as far as, like, the banana goes, that's just <laughs> another way to get attention, you know, to get eyes on me. Oh, what's this yeah. guy doing? <laughs> and, then, and then once I kind of lure people in, then they can see what I have to offer in other ways. Any relation to the pen, pineapple, pineapple pen? <laughs> Well, it's definitely an history, <laughs> sure, on that one. But the banana's been with me for 10 years. He's been in so oh, many wow. videos. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's so cool. <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, having so much to do in your day, what do, how do you say you manage it? So, you have social media to run. You have a business to run. And you perform as well, actually. So, um, what would, like, a typical, normal, busy day look like for you? Yeah, it's a great question. So what you want to do is you want to do like a time audit. So mm -hmm. you kind of want to first know what your goals are and then work backwards. So it's like, okay, what, what are my goals here? And then you have that goal in mind. And then once you kind of do an audit of your time, you start to understand, okay, is this getting me to my goal or is it taking away from my goal? So once you start to do that, you start to realize all of this wasted time that you have in your day. And what I do is I give like each task I'm doing a star. Like if it's a, if it's, you know, three stars, that thing's really getting me going to my goal. If it's two stars, it's kind of getting me to my goal. And if it's one store star, I can kind of eliminate it, you know, get it out of my life. Yeah. And once you do like a little audit, you start to realize how much extra time is being wasted in the day. And then you do it like once, like for a week straight and you're like, okay, I just wasted so much time not getting me to my goal. So then what you do is you want to spend most of your time on what is going to get you the most results mm -hmm. right so like it just depends on what your goal is like if your goal is to book this many shows and you're, you're spending your time like watching you know whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then you start to see it and you're like well, well that's why i'm not getting to my goals because most of my time's not spending booking these shows and really and if you have a question about how to do something all you do is you find out who's done something like that yes and you just Ask them how they did it. 
Absolutely, which is what we're doing in this podcast. <laughs> so happy to have you here. That's amazing. So I like that idea to audit your time and to see which things are more productive and others that are not, because we all have, you know, bad habits laying around our day. Like, you know, maybe you're watching too many videos or you're just like spending too much time, I don't know, in your bed. Or <laughs> That's true. Amazing. And um, sometimes it feels like you're busy, busy, you're doing stuff. But not all of that busy actually translates into taking you to your next step, right? So For sure. So yeah, I yeah. also recommend you know plan out your day the day before. Mm-hmm. So like because when you get to a the day, you're like, okay, what do I need to do today? <laughs> so the day before, you can just yeah. write out, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this, 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 yes. this, this. Yes. That way, when you wake wake up, you have a complete game plan. Yes, absolutely. Like, I'm so glad that we are talking about this because that's what I'm doing. And I thought it was crazy, but I guess I'm not. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So how did you discover your first love of trombone? Like, what was that moment? Yeah, that told you like, this is this is my instrument. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm sure you've heard the saying, we don't choose our instrument, our instrument chooses us, right? Yep. So I just knew I, that that was the instrument for me, and, and it was when what, they were doing the demonstrations in elementary school, and they're like, this is the voice of the Charlie Brown cartoons, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I know. Um, I think for me, I love a violin came like um, when I went to actually audition for music school back home in Ukraine, and my teacher played for me, and that's it. I loved it. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Um, what was like the first inspiring project that set you up on your career path as the trombonist? What was the one sort of like gig where, I don't know, or maybe it wasn't a gig. It was something that sort of gave you that aha moment. Oh, uh, well, in terms of online? Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe that. <laughs> it was when, you know, I started putting content up and then I would go into places and then uh-huh. people recognize, I guess, me and they would say they saw my content and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's actually working. Like people are, are yeah. seeing what I'm putting out into the world. And then I started to understand the power of the, the internet. And I started to realize, oh my gosh, this is a totally different time period. Like, this is where it's at. So I started to focus online, and a lot of people did think I was crazy (laughs) at the time. They were like, is this going to lead to anything? What are you doing? Because it was a lot of hours, but not financially anything happening. But, you know, it's it's really cool once you figure out how to monetize it, it. It all works out for you. Yes, that's right. I've actually just spoken with the shirtless violinist. He said the same thing. You, ju- you have to have patience. You have to keep doing things consistently. And then one day you will see the result. <laughs> That's amazing. So um, basically, I see a lot of people who have these ideas. I myself have a lot of creative ideas. But what would you recommend to someone who's like afraid of putting things out there? Because they don't know how that's going to affect their current, you know, like, uh, social circles, maybe even workplace, as they see your funny videos and say like, oh, that's not okay. <laughs> like, well, how do you cope with that sort of fear of putting yourself out there? That's a good question. Well, as long as you're being completely true to yourself, yeah. you know, people are going to resonate with it. And you're going to just start attracting a following people that resonate with your style, your what you're putting out into the world. There's always a group of people that totally are going to resonate with you. Yes. So the the best advice I could give is just to completely be yourself, you know, just just be yourself, put it out there and 
you can always delete it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know how many times I've done content and I just deleted it? I'm like, oh, nobody cared about it. I'm just going to delete it. You know, there's no rule that says you have to leave it up forever, right? Yeah. So, like, you can just put it out there, see what happens. And if you don't want it, just delete it. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. Nothing's forever, right? It's all a process. you got to experiment. <laughs> a lot of people that I've watched, like, you know, entrepreneurs that I follow, including Gary Vee and uh, some of the, like, there's some more artists on YouTube that I love. They all say that the first year or two of trying to attract the right audience are just trial and error, right? So it's just like trying, putting out things and see if they speak to your audience, if they're bringing the people that you want them to bring. And would you say that was your experience as well? Like the first couple of years were kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you constantly analyze the data and you're like, okay, what do people like? And they're, oh, yeah. they like more of that. Okay, I'm going to give them more of that. They yeah. like that. So yeah. you find out they like. Absolutely right. So you just have to basically do it and see. <laughs> yeah, you see, what, you see what happens. It's like that with any business though, mm -hmm. you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Completely agree. Okay, well, we have more awesome music to play. Now, this one I personally like very much. Well, it's a cover of one of my favorite artists, MJ's Billie Jean. And this is a performance that Paul did with Christopher Bilk. And there you go, guys. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was awesome. Thank you. I've never、Thank、heard、you. it arranged in this way. It's kind of like jazzy and yeah, <laughs> totally different from what you imagine when you think about Billie Jean. And so was that was a live recording? Is that right? Yeah, it was interesting. We originally were gonna do it with like a backing track, and then it just we're like, you know, let's just try it with just two trombones, and we'll just alternate like playing melody and bass lines and see what happens. And it just ended up sounding much better. Nice, <laughs> absolutely. What I love about that is that it's so exposed, right? It's genuine. Like you're not hiding behind a backing track or anything like that. So it's so fresh. Thank you. Okay, so all right.、Um, while we transition towards sort of a, more of a closing part of our section here, why don't we talk about what were some of the biggest challenges you have ever faced, and you know, social media or you know, balance between doing live shows and doing social media. What's the biggest challenge you would say was for you? Well, it's just kind of you got to decide where you want to put your. Focus. You can do both, or you, you know. For me, I do a lot of gigs where people hire me. I do a lot of recording sessions. I have、yeah. my own art section, and these gigs they just come, and I don't really have to search for them because people just call me. Right.、And、as far as building your own shows and building all of that, that definitely takes a lot of focus. You know, you're、yes. gonna have to be really focused with getting. In front of the right people, and then kind of pitching them that you are valuable. And the way you can do it, it all comes down to this: is if you can show people and say, "Look, I have this amount of people where I can just send my message out, and this many people come to my shows." Then all of a sudden, people will book your band or book your your whatever your show is. Because when it all comes down to it, everything comes down to numbers. Yes. How much money can this person bring our venue? That's what it all comes down to. And when you can have a proof of concept that every time you perform X amount of people show up, all of a sudden you have leverage to get anywhere you want. And it all comes down seriously to your email list. Like the email、yes. list is is really the key. And that's that's how I've been able to build you know my business is because my email list is the only asset. That I truly own, because if the social networks go under, like they did with MySpace and Vine, you're kind of screwed. But yeah. Yeah. if the social, if you own your distribution, you will own that email list forever. So it's super powerful. So that's kind of like my whole thing. I'm like trying to get artists and musicians and creative people to build that email list, because then you can do anything. You can have leverage to book shows. You can give them products and service and offers to things that they will enjoy on that list. You can sell your music. You can do anything, and if you word it a certain way and you understand how to present your offers, you you'll never ever struggle for the rest of your life. You will totally be in control the rest of your life. Absolutely agree. Thank you so much. That was that was perfect. <laughs> if suddenly all the social networks and everything disappeared, what would you have? That's your email list, right? That's the only thing. Absolutely. Okay. 
So, what I'd like to do now, because we do have fun in our show, so <laughs> we're going to do a little segment that I call Boo or Woohoo. <laughs> it's basically just rapid fire game. So, I'm going to ask you 10 questions. Some of them will be silly, some of them will be serious. So, the key here is to not think too hard about giving answers because we're only on one minute schedule, right? <laughs> okay, so let's see. And um, a lot of people struggle with some of these, but let's see. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start a timer and then I'm going to read the first question. Ready? Sure. Okay. At what age did you pick up trombone? 10 years old. All right. What's your favorite instrument? You cut out. What's your favorite instrument? Trombone. All right. What was your most memorable performance? Aretha Franklin. All right. What was the name of your first music teacher? Mr. Zizer. Oh, nice. What motivates you? I, I just like to create things. <laughs> nice. Which YouTuber you can't stop watching? YouTuber? I like Joe Rogan's podcast. Perfect. Your most memorable projects. Name three. My album, Journey to the World. My video series with Phil Wilson. And... 10 seconds the left. Third one, that's good. Uh, third one, uh, collaborations on Bone Masters. Okay, name three people you admire. I admire Quincy Jones. I admire you. Aw, thank you. I admire... I admire, you know, all of my mentors <laughs> that taught me. We ran out of time, oh no. Okay, Oops. dogs or cats? Dogs. All right. Name three musicians you follow on Instagram. I follow Vera. I follow Taylor Swift. Nice. I follow um, Snoop Dogg. Okay. All right. <laughs> Actually, I studied with a friend of mine who once toured with Snoop Dogg. He's an amazing keyboard player. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. All right, we ran out of time, but that's okay. I hope we still get to know a little bit something about you. So it's those questions that have deep answers that usually get people stuck. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's like so, yeah, there's a I lot know. of options in life. <laughs> that's true. Well, amazing. Anyway, thank you so much, Paul, for being on the show, for coming to share with us your amazing advice and for sharing your program. Guys, go to paulthetrombonist.com sign up with his free class you won't miss out for sure if you're there it's going to change your perspective on life that's kind of why we all connect is so that we can all share experience and help you get to your musical goals a little sooner than you would right otherwise if you were just stuck in your head <laughs> so um but before we go though i would like to ask you one thing is what's your one biggest piece of advice for a new emerging artist on social media, on their career direction in general, what's the one thing you would like them to know entering the industry today as an independent artist? Yeah, own your own distribution. Don't rely on anyone else to create your career. You can create your career yourself by owning your own distribution. And once you own your own distribution, you're set. You don't have to rely on anyone. That's true. That's amazing. All right. Thank you so much, Paul. Guys, follow Paul. Find him on his website, paulthetrombonist.com. Find him on Facebook, Paul the Trombonist. Oh, 
Paul the Trombonist fans. It's a fan page. So Instagram, Paul the Trombonist. YouTube, find his videos by just typing in Paul the Trombonist. Twitter, Jazz Trombonist. And I promise you, he's an amazing person. He's really fun to work with. And we can't wait for your new upcoming album. Do you have Thanks, any? any do you have any sort of like you know sneak peeks for us? Like. Do you know anything yeah, actually, about it? it? Yeah. Well, it depends on when people are watching this, but I put up a sneak peek on my stories. So if they go on Instagram stories, nice. you know, within the next 24 hours, they'll see something. Nice. Amazing. So it's kind of like still in experimental stages over here. The project itself. You're still like playing with sounds. Is that it? Yeah. I'm still kind of, you know, creating things. I don't know every detail yet. Okay, amazing. Well, we can't wait for it. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be something super fun that we're all going to want to watch and listen. Okay, thank you so much, Paul, for being on the show. Thanks for coming. And I appreciate we... it, and I, and I really, really look up to what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. This is an amazing service you're providing to people to get you know information out there. Aww. You know, I always tell everyone our biggest expense in life is our lack of knowledge. And the reason I know this is because if I knew some of the things I knew today, years ago, I would have had a much different situation. So really our biggest expense in life is lack of knowledge. And I really urge everyone listening to really build up that email list, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad that, <laughs> that it reaches people that, yeah, my, my whole goal is just to bring connections, bring information, bring experience to my fans. The same kind Sweet. that I look up to, like what you are doing, right? So thank you so much. And I hope to have you back maybe a couple of months down the road so we can invite you back for a follow-up. Maybe you'll be a little further in your album and you can share more with us then. Yeah, I'll be happy to. And if anyone has any questions about like building your brand or whatever, they can just reach out to me directly on Instagram, DM me or something, and I'll get you on the right path. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much, Paul. Well, we can't wait. Yeah. So I uh, hope we'll see you in a couple months and have a great All day. All right, thank you. Thank you take you. care. I appreciate Bye. it. All right, great talking to you. That's all, folks. If you like Iron Fiddle songs, download them at com forward slash music. See you next time.